2: Their phone is always open at 800-516-5861 or visit thrivefinancialservices.com. Now, here's David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe
3: Kraus. We wake you up on a Saturday morning. Today is Saturday, November 10th. The midterm elections are now. In the rear view mirror, and we welcome you into Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Our mission and our focus uh, of the show every Saturday, if you're a member of the Thrive Army, uh, is to educate. We like to help you begin your weekend uh, with some very meaningful uh, information, and that information comes to you uh, via your biggest advocates in the Delaware Valley and your biggest advocates for retirement, uh, David and Karen Bizar, uh and Brett Elam. David, I say good morning uh, to you. Uh, welcome into uh, your audience and welcome to the Thrive Army a good for, a good, and set for another week today.
0: Good morning to you, Joe. Excited to be on the show again today and Welcome in, like you said, our audience, which keeps growing, which is exciting, and uh, very happy and excited for the amount of people giving us a call on a weekly basis, and that's uh, that's growing as well, and I know we've
3: been able to help a few of those folks uh, with some good insight, so uh, excited for the show today. Yeah, me too, and I'm excited every Saturday that we come on because I think the information uh, that is provided uh, is real, and it sets the table, it sets the groundwork, or if anything else, it creates and gets you starting to think about it. Brett, I know today uh, in pre-show, you're going to talk about the new IRS limits for... 2019. So when you start speaking and outlining these changes, that's going to force us as an audience to start to think about it and start to think about how we can use it to our advantage.
1: Yeah, That's it, Krause. I mean, it, it's just coming up with that plan. So again, the IRS and the government's rolling out. Again, in recent weeks, we've talked about the Social Security and Medicare changes and now also our contribution limits for 2019. So again, Now we have that data at our disposal, now we can go to work and and everybody on the listening audience, pardon me, can start to put their game plan together for for the years to come.
3: You mentioned Social Security, Karen, I'll flip to you or transition to you just to set the uh, agenda for your topic today. It is, you're going to zero in on Social Security, but you're going to zero in on the perspective of what every woman uh, needs to know. About Social Security, and that is a lot of information.
4: Good morning, Joe. Good
3: morning. <laughs> it,
4: it is a lot of information, and it is what every woman should. every woman needs to know. But also, if you happen to be of the male persuasion out there, you can also benefit from everything I'm talking about today.
3: David, I know that as we come to the Delaware Valley and we speak to them here on uh, this Saturday, uh, we do take a moment to uh, remember, reflect, and honor uh, those military veterans uh, who have served or are currently serving. Tomorrow, Sunday is officially uh, Veterans Day. It's celebrated or observed uh, on Monday the 12th uh, but as our lead into Sunday we do take a moment to honor uh, all of those. I know that uh, uh, serving and being a part uh, of the community and giving back to veterans is something that uh, resonates right here with Thrive. I remember all of us being at the FOP hall uh, one year ago uh, for the 1210 WPHT Radiothon to generate money for the USO and Thrive Financial, wrote a check to the USO uh, for that. So I know it's something that you guys care deeply about. Uh, we do, Joe. And, and
0: uh, you know, I'm reflecting back as well to that FOP meeting. And uh, we try to do anything we can. It's something, you know... Our men and women, uh, you know, the military and of law enforcement, we just we're in awe. You know, we're absolutely in awe that they put their lives on the line for us. And you know, the old cliche of freedom isn't free. And you know, unfortunately, in the world that we live today, you know, we see it more and more and more. And um, you know, it. uh, it, it, I think there's a tone. I'm not sure, but I think there's a tone um, of uh, a respect coming back you know, uh, to society towards these folks. Um, Sir, we still have elements of people out there who don't, but uh, here, you know, we here at Thrive absolutely do. And uh, uh, anything that we can, as a matter of fact, Thrive's, you know, in planning right now, we're trying to figure out some things for the holidays that are related to veterans. And we really look forward uh, to coming up with something. So, uh, yeah.
3: I do want to take one moment and I I want to slow myself down. I had a a friend of mine listening to the program uh, a week ago, And he told me that uh, I was uh, speaking too quickly when referencing the location for the workshop. So um, because they are important, um, and I I certainly appreciate the feedback, I want to make sure that the audience um, has a handle uh, on the upcoming workshops, because that outside of the radio show or the next step from the radio show, the workshop really, which is complimentary, provides a great platform. and, And it's... 60 to 90 minutes of really, really good uh, dialogue and, and information. Uh, One next week uh, on Tuesday, the 13th, will be at the East Town Township Public Library uh, on First Avenue in Berwyn. That will start at 7 o'clock. That's Tuesday, uh, the 13th. But we've talked about it. You've shared what takes place at the workshop. Uh, they are really meaningful. I want the audience to really uh, take advantage of, of, even if that's all all you do come to a workshop. Big
0: point. Absolutely. And and again, this is this is not self-promotion, bragging or anything else, but the thing that we get as feedback most often of people who attend is, you know, either this is my first experience at a financial workshop and it was really amazing and I got tons of information. I'm so glad, you know, that I came out to it. Or, you know, I've been to to one of these five or six different times, and I've yet to see one like this. Again, because we're just completely focused on advocacy and education. And there's detail. Like, this is not products. This isn't specific strategies. This isn't what investment to pick. These are concepts related, you know, educational concepts that are meat and potatoes, Right. We, you've got an issue. These are the things that you need to think about in retirement that you may not yet have had a conversation. You may not have even known to start a conversation. Your advisor may not have known to start a conversation. Things like Social Security and Medicare and Medicare surcharges and how they work. Um, you know, how required minimum distributions, you know how do I distribute them correctly? How do I avoid a 50% penalty if I don't distribute them correctly? Um, you know, lots of things oriented towards that, Joe, that, again, we see people taking notes. As a matter of fact, the last one we did, which was in Huntington Valley, um, we, had, uh, we had 60 people in attendance at that. It was, there wasn't a seat in the house. And one of the things you mentioned, our November 13th one, which is at the Easttown Library, which is a very small room. And we've noticed already that we've got something like 62 registrations for that. So I know this particular one is probably going to be a standing room only, but I would certainly encourage the audience that if they have any inclination, you're going to be kind of in that Berwyn area and you want to attend,
3: call in now or get on the website and register so we can save some room for you. No doubt about that. We want you to attend and the popularity of the workshop, the growth of the workshop, that's a great example uh, for the desire to get that information. We'll take our first commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. When we come back after the commercial break, Brett Elam will be here. Don't miss it. Perhaps get a pencil uh, and a piece of paper to take down some information. The IR. 2019 Contribution Limits. We'll deal with all of that when we come back. Welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap the Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, along with David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam. I'm Joe Kraus uh, on a Saturday morning. One more time for that workshop in Berwyn uh, on Tuesday the 13th at the Easttown Public Library. Go to ThriveFinancialServices.com, or perhaps consider if you can't make it Tuesday, consider attending one of the next complimentary uh, workshops, Brett. As the year gets closer to the end, and we're now in November, so the end of the year, the end of 2018, is not that far away. Uh, your information today will immediately get the audience, myself included, thinking about the changes that you're going to talk about.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and, and shows to come, we'll kind of talk about some things of things to do before the end of the year, but uh, I think today, along with just the past couple of weeks, just continuing to share with people some of the changes that we can start to plan for for 2019 and beyond. Um, So yeah, Krause, good morning. Um, Treasury Department finally announced its inflation-adjusted figures for how much we're going to be able to contribute towards our retirement accounts and some of the um, um, uh, different options that are out there related to things like savers, credits, and things like that. So 2017, Krause, And again, these numbers are are a big deal. They're actually the first time numbers have changed in quite a while now. Was 2017, 13% of employees with retirement plans at work hit their maximum contributions of $18,000 if you are a... uh, 401k contributor, if you're over the age of 50, you could put up to $24,000 into them. And then in plans that offer what we call our catch-up contributions, which I'm going to go over here in just a moment as well, is that 14% of those people, again, age 50 or older, took advantage of some of those extra savings opportunities. So what does all that boil down to? is very first spot we're going to talk about is 401K. So 401Ks, 403s, 457s, again, they typically are going to follow all the same plan rules. So we saw for 2018 that the, ability, the maximum amount that we had the ability to contribute to a 401K was $18,500. They've adjusted it once again where now we have the ability for 2019 to start putting away $19,000 per person on an annual basis the catch-up contribution. Again, a catch-up contribution. It had a $500 increase. Right? That was a $500 increase. And for those people that turn the age of 50 um, next calendar year, um, you have the ability to make what they call a catch-up contribution in your 401k. And that number stays the same as it was in 2018. So a maximum of $6,000. So again, if you're able to And again, if you're able to, the key word is you want to be able to take advantage of it if at all possible. So $19,000 is now the new contribution limit into the 401k. And again, if you're over the age of 50, you can put an additional $6,000. So that means we can put up to $25,000 per person away into one of those 401k plans. And again, for those of you Uh, Part of our listening audience say, hey, you know what? Maybe I got to play catch up. Again, these are all big deals of things, ways that we can put monies away in tax-sheltered
3: vehicles. And per person, meaning you and your spouse.
1: That's correct, spouse. Uh, Crousey, pardon me. <laughs> I must call you Spousey. It's <laughs> Crousey. My bad. <laughs> no worries. There we go. I'm
3: just, I'm just making sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, my wife walked by something. I think you so came up with a kind of, good
4: uh, nickname. Yeah, there
1: you go. I'll keep up Um Let's talk about SEP IRAs. So for a lot of people that are self-employed and small business owners, the amount went up um, from $55,000 up to 56000 So that's a, uh, a big deal. And you're going to see the general theme is people um, – because inflation has gone up. Remember we spoke about the biggest increases in Social Security since 2012. The general theme of all the numbers are moving in the right direction to allow people to start putting money away. Okay. The next topic that I want to speak about with some of the changes are after-tax 401k contributions. And this becomes a big deal, Krause. We have a lot of our clients that take advantage of this. And I just want to simply read this one. If your employer allows for and if they allow for it, you want to take advantage of it, after tax contributions into your 401k, you actually get that same limit of $56,000, just like someone that is self-employed. So how that works is it's an overall cap, including that $19,000 that we were speaking about. So if you put it into a Roth 401k or a regular 401k, is that including your $19,000, plus any of your employer contributions, okay? But not your catch-up contributions, okay? Not your catch-up contributions. Again, we can add that on top, okay? Is you have the ability between what you put in before tax or after tax, okay? To contribute up to $56,000 into your 401k plan. Where that becomes a big deal is when we work with a lot of people as they enter retirement, and a lot of people do have um, those after-tax dollars that are in that plan where you're like, why would I put after-tax money into a 401k? Is a lot of times that you have the ability to, when you go to move your monies out of those plans, is to roll those after-tax dollars in the 401k plan into a Roth IRA. That becomes such a big deal. Again, when we talked about in, in a lot of our shows, talking about the differentiators between tax buckets. Again, we talk about during the workshop all the time too, a difference between taxable income and a difference between cash flow. Whenever we pull money out of a Roth IRA, so as long as it's been established at least five years, that income comes out tax-free. Again, good to have good diversification of not only our buckets, but the tax diversification within those buckets as well. Um, simple IRAs. Um, that went up a little bit from 12500 So if you work for a company that may have a simple retirement plan, we have a lot of um, clients here at Thrive that have simple plans they participate in, is that you have the ability to go from $12,500 up to 13000 And the catch-up contribution in that is still um, at $3,000. Um, this one's a big deal. IRAs. A lot of people don't work for a company that may have four hundred one k's available to contribute to. Is that for the first time in a little bit they've increased the limit of how much you can put into an IRA. So two thousand eighteen, the number was fifty five hundred dollars. This for two thousand and nineteen, it's increasing to six thousand dollars. Okay. Also, if you are over the age. Of 50, just like in the 401k, you had the ability to contribute up to an additional $6,000. In an IRA, your catch up contribution is $1,000. Um, what that means is that if you are an individual, you have the ability to put up to $32,000 away without having to worry about any kind of after-tax money between $19,000, if you're over the age of 50, $19,000 you can put away, plus the 6,000 of a catch-up contribution takes us to 25, plus in a traditional IRA, we have $6,000 um, plus the 1,000 of a uh, catch-up contribution, which would take us to $32,000. Again, sometimes things are deductible, sometimes they're not, but again, when you can get um, have the opportunity to move monies into tax-sheltered vehicles, again, um, and is that, Brett, an
3: example for, for somebody who's working for a company where they where a 401k plan's not available as a benefit to them that's, from the company?
1: That's exactly it, uh, Krause. And in, in addition to that, um, could also apply to somebody who uh, may be a, a, a stay-at-home um, spouse that you could take advantage of it in what we call a spousal IRA. So it can work in so many different fashions. It's just good to know what you have available to you so that when tax time comes either for 18, uh, uh, spring of 19 preparing for 18 or spring of 20 preparing for 19. again, just to understand everything that you have at your disposal that's out there. Um, deductions, um, they've increased the amount of money that you can make to still make your IRA contribution Tax deductible—that's a big deal. So they've increased it a little bit from sixty-three thousand dollars to sixty-four. Of when it starts to be phased out, what becomes a big deal, though, is—and—and—and and, and that's for a traditional IRA. When we start talking about somebody, um, if you have an um, for married couples filing jointly, in which a spouse who makes an IRA contributions covered by a workplace retirement plan the phase out is a little bit higher of a hundred and pardon me twenty three thousand dollars is where that phase out happens
3: okay. yeah because, because it's joint
1: that's exactly right. right same thing related to Roth IRAs those those numbers move out so the inflation adjustment for Roth IRA savers again Roth IRAs are great vehicles that are out there is the adjusted gross income um, for taxpayers for married couples is at hundred ninety three thousand um, that's moved up from 189. Where that becomes a big, big deal, and I want, I want, I want our audience to hear this last part is that if you earn too much to open a Roth IRA, okay, we meet a lot of people that have that. You can open what they call is a non-deductible IRA. Okay, we spoke about that. Those income limits are lower. This is a big deal. There's a lot of confusion from last year's tax changes. You can still open a non-deductible IRA. And convert it to a Roth IRA because Congress lifted those income restrictions for that Roth IRA conversion. Um, and those are some of the things that we chat about with, um, when we sit down with people, when we go through that Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review. So many times we meet people that have already, they're already hung up the cleats, if you will. So we're already helping them navigate down Mount Everest. But there's so many people that we meet during that Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review, Krause as well, but they're still navigating up Mount Everest. They're a couple years from that peak. And it's like, let's figure out every which way possible that we could stuff as much money as possible in these tax-favored vehicles that we have at our disposal.
3: Okay. Uh- I mean, Brett, that's a lot of it's good information, but it's a lot of information back to how we started uh, the conversation. The workshop will help you to understand it figuring out your buckets and having a meeting to talk about it really makes sense because as you go through all of those different contribution changes, um, it's going to affect each one of us very differently because you know, all of our scenarios are different. You said
1: it. And, and and again, with my partners, David, Karen, and myself, when we have an educator's heart and we find ourselves being educators and, out, and advocates out there in the community, you meet a store in a workshop, you hear us here on the radio show. We talk about tons of global concepts. And it's why we offer this complimentary Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review, because we take all those bits and pieces and figure out what applies to you. And again, um, whether you meet us during a workshop, whether you hear us on the radio show, just never hesitate to dial us at 800-516-5861, or you could always meet us as well at Meet Thrive meetthrivefinancial.com.
3: Well done. Good job today on staying on top of the uh, changes. We'll get to a commercial break. When we come back, Karen Bazaar uh, is here. Remember, she's going to talk about Social Security uh, under the umbrella of what every woman needs to know. We'll take a break. Come back to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Back in a moment. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with... David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. I'm Joe Kraus on your Saturday morning. Again, we take a moment to salute all of those who have served on our behalf. All of those currently serving. Veterans Day officially uh, tomorrow, Sunday, observed uh, on Monday. And with that, Karen, I transition to you on your conversation today about Social Security. What every woman needs to know.
4: Good morning again. So, just after Brett's uh, discussion about all the ins and outs of just investing, I'm going to throw some Social Security ins and outs. But I just encourage anybody out there, if you're listening um, and you're, you're thinking, how, how am I supposed to understand this? Or how am I supposed to know all this? You don't have to. Come on in, meet with us. We'll be glad to do the Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review. Because as you can just tell from Brett's, uh, his discussion and what he was saying, he, I think he knows what he's talking about.
3: There's There's no doubt about that. I mean, and he knows. And for us, for the listener, being able to take your information and provide the information will help you get the information you need. So, and I want people to be aware of that. Don't be afraid to have the conversation because once you know the information or their buckets, the makeup of their buckets, you certainly, that's how you can help them most.
4: Right, and there's so many uh, different aspects to retirement. That's why we started our our business. That's why we do what we do because you have to take into account, like Brett said, you have to take into account taxes and you have to take into account so many other things and social security is one of them. And there's a lot more to Social Security than people realize, and I'm just going to start in, but the, we've learned a lot along the way, and there's people come in not understanding the ramifications of their decisions or what their options are out there, so... Um, Um, The first thing I'm going to talk about is when do I become eligible for benefits? And again, this isn't just for women. It's for men and women. But um, when do I become eligible for benefits? Well, first of all, what you need to know is Social Security benefits are based on the highest 35 years of an individual's earnings. But a person who works for at least 10 years will generally qualify for some benefit. Um, Social security does not give you any credits if you're not in the workforce and paying into the social security system. So that's always important to remember. But there's other options out there if you don't have 35 high income earning years.
3: Um, as you know, a- I, and to that point, my brother-in-law asked me the question. I didn't know the answer, but he's a stonemason. He's self-employed. He mm-hmm. does all his work. He's like, geez, will I even get Social Security? I'm self-employed. I don't even know if I'm. I don't even know if I'm going to get it. I never went on and looked, and I never went on and checked. A lot of people like that that are self-employed that may not have a handle on
4: right. That. If you don't have a, if you don't get a paycheck, and a Social Security taxes don't come out of your paycheck. Then you're not paying into the Social Security system. I'm not an accountant, but we do have an accountant that we work with. Um, an option for him is he married.
3: He's married. Okay. Yes.
4: So if his spouse works, there's something called a spousal benefit, which I can I'll do- delve into here a little bit, but um, that's very helpful. We have um, I've worked with other couples, and that was eye-opening to them. But what it basically says is if you're married, and your spouse has Social Security benefit. That you can collect a spousal benefit off of theirs, which is 50% of what their income would be okay. if they take it at their full retirement age. But again, Joe, there's a lot of what happens if they take it early. So that's all information. Yeah. And for, I
3: don't know what my right. brother-in-law did. I don't know what he did before he became a stonemason. He may right. have worked for a company for 10, 10 years or 15 us. years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, and, and that's a good example. That's, yeah. a, that, that's the point.
4: Yeah, we do. We'll do a social security analysis and we will tell him and he show him what his options are and anybody else out there listening. If you're in a similar situation, that's just one small aspect of what we do, but as you can understand it's a very important aspect because people rely on social security as part of their retirement plan. Um, But as a worker, you must pay, you must work and pay social security taxes for at least 10 years and be at least 62 years old to become eligible for benefits. So as a spouse or divorced spouse, we kind of talked about that as a spouse, but also this is information that some people don't know and aren't aware of even prior to coming in here is um, as a spouse or divorced spouse, you must be at least 62 years old to start collecting. If you are divorced You can actually collect on your divorced spouse's social security income, but you have to be married for more than 10 years. And there's a few more um, nuances in that. You can't be remarried. So again, come on in. We, We understand all this. And this is information that we have learned along the way and that we knew coming in. But there's some odd circumstances that people come in here and we will find out the information for you.
0: Just as a quick example, we, you know, we do a training class for the advisors that work for us, and um, you know, a lot of information comes out, and we found out, uh, related to Social Security, we had two people that visited at our one of our offices, and they were both from Australia. And because the US has a tax treaty with Australia, and they now live here, they're actually able to use the time that they worked in Australia as um, as kind of the parameter to get social security here. Does that blow you away? It blows you away, wow. Yeah. That's but crazy. The fact that we were able, number one, we got the question because somebody came in and visited us from a workshop, and then number two, that we have the resources available to do the due diligence, we now have a couple that's walking out the door going to qualify for social security and didn't even know that they could get it. Be-
3: because of that. Because that's exactly it,
0: it. Yeah, so there's all kinds of crazy stuff out there.
3: Yeah, Good stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> and just to add one exclamation point to your mm-hmm. to, to your statement, my ex wife cannot collect on my social security because I was only married to her four years. Correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> correct. Okay. Why are you and, saying it that way? <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> just making sure. That's for another story. That's next. for another radio show. <laughs>
4: and, and just so you know, um, it doesn't affect your social security benefit if, if you know you were married for ten years or more, and your ex wife. Collects on her spousal benefit from your income, your uh, social security uh, full retirement amount, as we call it. Um, she, it's not going to affect your benefit. You're still or, for
2: another show, Karen. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, your, yeah, yeah exactly.
4: Or your current. And I'm, I'm not going
3: to respond. I'll yeah, yeah, let's there. move I'll along. Just stop there. Stop
4: there. All right, so h- how do you become eligible for, ben- for benefits? You can work, become eligible that way. Um, if you're a spouse, or a divorced spouse, you can also collect on your divorced spouse's uh, social security benefit. If you are a widow, you can also collect social security. You must be at least 60 years old. Uh, There's some change, unless you're disabled, which is a different story. Um, You can actually collect earlier. Um, If you're divorced, you can claim the survivor benefit so even if you're were married 10 years and they passed away, you can actually collect the survivor benefit if you were married, for, like I said, for at least 10 years. And you have to be currently unmarried. So uh, case in point, I have um, a we have a client. She has a client. She came in from a workshop. Um, she is in her uh, I'm going to say late, late 60s. But she was we figured out how she could start collecting her benefit from her divorced Spouse who passed away and let her Social Security benefit grow. And the benefit to that is if you go past your full retirement age, which is dictated by your date of birth, you actually get an 8% annual increase in your original amount, which makes a big difference when, you're t- when you turn 70, and that's when it stops growing. But if you have questions, give us a call, 800-516-5861, uh, or meet thrivefinancial.com, come to a workshop and meet us. We'd love to talk to you more about this. And
3: there's a lot more to to it. I don't often bring my ex-wife up in the conversation. So nice job being able to extract that out (laughs) of me, David. We're going to come to you when we come back. Uh, I want to give you 30 seconds. I know you don't have, may not have the full answer to this question, but I've got to believe this statement. There is so much money Left on the table because of our ignorance, we don't know what it is or how much it is. But I would be willing to bet um, that is an accurate statement. Yes.
0: Yeah, and you know, just with what Brett shared and what Karen just shared, and, and look, I love our audience. I love the people that we serve out of these workshops. But I, you know, I have to make the comment that like, how do you not have questions? You know, like our phone should be ringing off the hook right now because if you listen to what Brett said you then listen to what Karen said. I mean, they went through detail. like, And that's the tip of the iceberg type stuff. And I would sit here normally as a, you know, if I were a layperson, I'd be like, what the heck are they even talking about? Um, but you know, it's financial oriented. You know, it's things that's going to impact your dollar. Why not find out? Find out and get it. What's get, it? And,
3: and, and, you deserve and take money. It, get, and get it and take advantage of it. So the buckets are in place. It's Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. David will join us when we come back. And welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Shout out to the growing... Thrive Army, thank you so much for coming out to the workshops, for uh, visiting meetthrivefinancial.com that workshop for next week, there is one on Tuesday the 13th of November as David said when we first came on the air, uh, it's at the East Town Public Library in Berwyn, which is on First Avenue it starts at 7 o'clock we expect a full house uh, on that night and perhaps a full house is good for you as an audience because you can be part uh, of the many people that are there uh, taking in some of the information. I'm sure there'll be questions uh, for you, Brett, on the 2019 contribution limits uh, and, and all of the information that you talked about today. David, let's get to you. Questions on bonds and annuities uh, are what, is what I jotted down from our pre-show prep. I'll leave, you, I'll leave it at that and let yeah, you take Joe, it from there. So, um,
0: you know, we get a lot of questions, again, coming out of the workshop, um, you know, when people are looking to mitigate risk. Uh, traditional wisdom, you know, tells people to go find bonds, and, and as people get older and closer to retirement, and then obviously enter retirement, you tend to see a shift in the way a portfolio is actually constructed. Where in the beginning, you know, earlier years, you may see it very heavily weighted towards equities, you know, things that invest in stocks and so on and so forth, and then as we kind of you know move closer and then ultimately into retirement, we see a shift where we get heavily weighted in bonds. The challenge that we've got today, and our challenge as financial advisors, is really helping people kind of mitigate the risk. One of the things that we talk about in the workshop is preparation for things that could potentially disrupt retirement. Because again, you know, you know, it's just life in general, right? I mean, people don't plan for the mishaps most of the time. That's why we have insurance. You know, you see all the commercials from whoever it is, Geico or Progressive or the General or whatever, you know, you need insurance to kind of prevent things from happening. And we don't want to really think about those things. But three things that we think about for our clients during the retirement years, which are, you know, really can be paramount, uh, one is the passing away of a spouse, Right now, it's not something emotionally we want to think about, but economically, it really does trigger a lot of things. And um, because it seems like it's so far off on the future, we tend not to really think about what are the consequences financially for me. So we talk about that. We talk about um, medical issues in retirement. Um, you know, people are living longer. You know, I told, you know we knew that. Uh, you know, my mom had a, a massive heart attack a couple of weeks ago at the age of seventy six years old. You know. Brett's uh, mother-in-law passed away from a heart attack, had, you know, a number of other medical issues at a, you know, a comparable age. Um, you know, it starts to really kind of make you think about things. And, um, you know, medical issues today, one thing is people don't necessarily carry insurance for it. Medicaid, Medicare doesn't really always cover enough. So that's an area that people are a little bit weak in. So you know keep that in people's minds. And then lastly, and you know, I think more and more and more people are coming to the conclusion like how much longer can this market keep going up? And we're seeing this volatility starting to occur and in my opinion. Joe, I think this volatility is here to stay, and I think it's kind of a precursor uh, for things not improving, but actually going the other way. And I think people need to prepare themselves for that. Uh, you know, history tends to repeat itself in general, and it certainly does repeat itself in the financial markets.
3: No doubt about that. And I, I don't remember the the details of the article, but I did see a headline over the uh, earlier in the week or over the uh, over the weekend. Warren Buffett. On how much he lost just on his Apple stock when there when there was an adjustment, which was an which was an amazing which was an amazing thing. Now, what's the story underneath the article? I don't know, but the point is, even those who make even those who are the goat um, are are subject to the volatility.
0: Oh, absolutely And again, for them. You know, it's a drop in the bucket and it's not going to impact their day-to-day life. But if you've got an average person out there with a million dollars in assets and they see a 20 or 30% correction over a year span of time, that is going to make an impact and really affect their decision-making. And it's a little bit more exacerbated during retirement than it is while you're getting yourself to retirement. So, Joe. With all that said, we've got you know we've got a couple of things happen. We've got volatility in the equities markets. These up and down swings, where you wake up in the morning, it looks like the market's going to go up 300 points, and then by the end of the day, it's down 250 points. It's going to get to a point where people are tired of that, and they're going to start pulling their monies out of the market, and you're going to see that kind of you know kind of plays out not in a great way. So the other thing that we see clients automatically doing before they come in and see us is they start shifting the money to bonds. But I don't think people understand the real bond story all the time. And here's an article right sitting in front of me called Sound the Bond Alarm. It says investors are starting to see a pattern in the bond equity relationship that could have a profound and worrying implication for their portfolios. The real essence of it, Joe, is that as interest rates are rising, which they are, bond values go down. They work opposite. So if you're going to bonds and you're holding them for a relatively long period of time to get a really good return on them, if interest rates continue to climb, which the Fed has said that it wants to do, uh, the value of that portfolio will actually go down because people can go out and buy a bond at a higher interest rate than the one you have. So bonds aren't necessarily the place to go today if you're leaving the equities markets. So you know, one of the alternatives out there, which you know, it's kind of interesting to watch this, as I've been in this business now twenty nine years. That you know, the word annuity for the longest period of time, and even very recently, is kind of a shunned word in the financial industry. People either absolutely love them or people absolutely hate them. And my opinion in life, just in general, is you can never have too much or too little, right? You gotta, you know, it's always about balance, right? So um, we started looking at annuities in our practice um, a couple years ago. To say, is this a way for us to help people mitigate their risk? So, I want to, you know, I don't want people to tune out right away. I want them to listen to this a little bit. So, two things I want to tell them they can go on the web and they can look for these two reports. If they want to call us, we'll be happy to get them copies of it. University of Pennsylvania, Wharton School of Business, Economics Department had three of their professors write a white paper on the usage and benefit of fixed. Indexed annuities in retirement accounts. It's really completely non biased, completely third party. Uh, People can research it on their own, deduct what they want out of it, but a really good article going through at a very, you know, kind of detailed uh, viewpoint of why annuities, fixed indexed annuities, can be utilized as a tool for retirement planning. And then another uh, white paper that came out by a guy named Roger Ibbotson. And the Ibbotson name is a pretty familiar name to those people that are, um, you know, kind of financially astute—not astute, but know what's going on in the financial world. Uh, Roger Ibbotson sold one of his research companies to Morningstar, and uh, his research company is the company that came up with the different asset allocation models: eighty uh, percent into equities, twenty percent in the bonds, and all those different models. Now um, Ibbotson—he's a professor at Yale University School of Management. He's chairman and chief investment officer at Capital Management, LLC. He's founder of the Ibbotson Associates, uh, which is now owned by Morningstar. He's written numerous books. He's on CNBC constantly. He wrote a white paper related to fixed indexed annuities and how fixed indexed annuities as an alternative to bonds, long-term bonds, should be utilized. Um, So, I wanted to read a couple of quick things um, out of his white paper. So, number one, a fixed annuity, a fixed indexed annuity is a tax-deferred retirement savings vehicle that eliminates downside risk while allowing for the opportunity to participate in upside market returns. Now, Joe, if I didn't call that an annuity, would you think that sounds like a decent investment? Sounds like something to at least consider for sure. Absolutely. Number two, Fixed index annuities help control financial market risk and mitigate longevity risk, which is something that people forget about. People are living longer today. Um, it's interesting. I just got the Forbes 400. Now, I'm not sure if wealth makes you live longer, but the people in the, in the Forbes 400 wealthiest families in the United States, there's, I got to tell you, 70 to 80% of the people living into their mid-90s, still alive and being reported. So that's a, we all have to make more money. That way Mm -hmm. we live longer. Um, In simulation, this is important. In simulation, using dynamic participation rates and uncapped index crediting designs, a generic large-cap equity FIA, fixed index annuity, using a large-cap equity index, outperformed long-term bonds with similar risk characteristics and better downside protection over the period of 1927 through 2016. So a lot of research basically came out and said certain types of fixed indexed annuities will give better returns with less risk than long-term bonds. Okay, And an FIA may be an attractive alternative to traditional fixed income option like bonds, to accumulate financial assets on a tax-deferred basis prior to retirement. So because of a lot of that information, Joe, we did a lot of due diligence. We came to a conclusion that for the right situation, a certain portion of retirement assets that would have normally gone into a long-term bond... A fixed indexed annuity with certain characteristics can be an absolutely awesome alternative. And many, many people that we have as clients are seeing that and wanting that as a solution for the retirement asset allocation models. So if people are kind of interested in, because a lot of times, like I said, Joe, people automatically hear the word annuity and they completely shut down I hope I was able to illustrate that it's not a one-size-fits-all solution by any stretch. I also said for a set a portion of people's assets, and I said very specific. There is a lot of junk out there in the annuity world, and I would tell people if they want to find out more information and consider, they should work with someone who really understands both sides of the story.
3: That is well said. Uh, when you deal with a topic or a conversation, as you said, that has many mixed emotions from the listening audience. That's going to bring our radio show to a close today. This is Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. One quick reminder, uh, Tuesday the 13th at the Easttown Public Library in Berwyn, which is on First Avenue. The workshop gets underway at 7 p.m., and we invite you to come out and be part of that workshop. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com for information and details. Thank you so much uh, to everyone that tuned in today. Thank you to all of those members of the Thrive Army that listen to us every Saturday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. On behalf of Karen Bazaar. David Bazaar and Brett Elam, who gave me a rap cue today. Well done, Brett. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This
4: program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.